Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. I am Craig. He is, uh, well, he's Drew. He's not even, he's not even he Legendarium. It, Drew, how's it going, man? Oh, uh, it's going pretty well, you know. Uh, just uh, now, gearing up for, for the last quarter of 2023. Interesting that you should mention the last quarter of 2023 <laughs> and what you're gearing up for. We are going to make an announcement re- the final quarter of 20 or it's 2023 drew did we say 22 are we old uh, 23 we're old we said 23. Um, okay good uh, i'm old yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh so uh we're gonna make an announcement here hang with us it has to do with uh drew especially but uh but drew and me tangentially mm-hmm. um so hang in there with us but today i thought you know we'd we didn't have an episode this week that released on our normal Monday timeline because um, I was out for a while uh, in Germany. We can talk about that. I was out for a while. And then when I got back, I was not in a position to get an episode out by Monday. Um, <clears throat> so we thought we would do a little potpourri episode today and just kind of, um, yeah, there, there's not a ton of agenda here. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been up to, what we're reading, um, what people can look forward to uh, on our shows, et cetera, et cetera. But Drew, I got to tell you, so I the reason I didn't get um, uh, an episode out this week is because I got terribly, horribly, horrifically sick. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm no stranger to getting sick. You know, I get a cold, I get a flu now and then, whatever, that's fine. I think what I've got is the flu. But it was so aggressive (laughs) i've i've rarely experienced anything quite like it where it was like oh i feel a tickle in the back of my throat at like 10 o'clock in the morning and then by four o'clock in the afternoon i am bedridden and 72 hours later i'm like i think i can maybe get out of bed you know that sort of thing where it was just rough but as you said right before we started the mics up (laughs) it's the least surprising thing ever uh because uh Let's <laughs> see. There I go. <clears throat> because what I did was when I went to Germany, I, I don't know how many people I told about this. I might have mentioned it to the patrons in uh, in Discord, but I decided to go on a little pilgrimage in Germany. And so Ryan and I went together, um, and the idea was to go to fly into Nuremberg, and then to walk from Nuremberg to Munich and go to Oktoberfest. Um, and I, you know, I, I love walking. I love hiking. I, I love, uh, kind of those kind of days. And I knew it would be a challenge, but I was like, Hey, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so Ryan agreed kind of to my surprise, honestly, I, I didn't think he would agree to do it, but he did. He, he said, yeah, it sounds like fun. I'll, I'll give it a shot. So we go out, um, and the first day, well, no, let me back up and I'll, I'll tell you this, Drew, we went to Nuremberg. And Ryan said, hey, I'll do this with you, but I need a day in Nuremberg. My idea yeah. was to just just start walking, right? He says, no, if I'm going to go to Nuremberg, I want a day. And I was like, you know what? That's fair enough. So we did, <laughs> did a day in Nuremberg. And so we cheated a little bit by taking a bus to the first town and then walking to Munich. And that first town, it was uh, called Freystadt. Uh, from there, it was about 88 miles to Munich. And that was over five days. But that first day, 17 and a half miles. Um, and Ryan was done. 
<laughs> I'd, I'd done all sorts of training for this. Um, but, uh, but Ryan, Ryan hadn't had the time, you know, he does plays and whatnot and he's a pretty busy dude. Um, and so he hadn't had the time to train up for it. And so his feet were just shot to hell. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, uh, he couldn't move like the next morning, let alone the next morning, he couldn't move that night. And so I kept walking and he did trains and, and Ubers and whatnot and, and uh, made his own way. But uh, anyway, so 88 miles down to Munich. Then I packed myself into Oktoberfest uh, where they have all these huge tents. Mm. <laughs> and so I went to a couple of these tents. The one I spent the most time in, the Augustiner tent, uh, was like it's like 6,000 people packed into this tiny little space. And uh, we're all chanting and singing and drinking and, and having a grand of course, time. Yeah. And as you said, the least surprising thing ever is yeah. that a few days after that, I come down with something after, uh, yeah, after all that. So have you ever done anything like that? Uh, kind of just like an, an extended week long um, uh, physical challenge like that? Um, not, not in that sense. I've had weeks of you know, 10 hockey games in seven days. Right. But well, that's, not, that's pretty intense. Not like that. I, yeah, I, I've had weekends where I've had eight hockey games in two days. Uh, last time I did that was in college and boy, did that hot tub feel amazing when I got back to the hotel <laughs> on Sunday night. <laughs> but No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't done like one of these, you know, super long distance, you know, uh, I've, I've done, that much in a day before um not 88 miles but not day after day after day <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah so you're not yeah like 17 yeah i'd kind of done the same thing uh in my younger years i mean i'm 37 years old now so i can remember being a teenager and doing like 15 miles 18 miles in a day yeah, you know yeah boy scout hikes or whatever and uh so anyway i'd never done anything quite like this before but it was drew can i tell you so much fun it was oh yeah i believe it so much fun and i <laughs> that first night the the first night that ryan was like suffering with open wounds on his <laughs> blistered feet you know um i was having a grand old time because uh i had trained I, i'll tell you what my regimen was for anybody who cares if you're listening to this episode this far, by the way, I, we're like five minutes in. But if you're listening this far, it's because you care. So um, I, I did it for eight weeks beforehand. I did 10,000 steps a day minimum. Yeah. Uh, which comes out to about five to six miles. Um, that's just my minimum step count. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, I would put on my pack and do 15 miles. Uh, every Saturday and every Sunday. And I had this route that I would follow every time. So I had done a couple of months worth of prep for this. So I, yeah. you know, that being said, it still hurts. It's still, you get to 17 and a half miles and you're like, yeah, that that's a lot. Uh, so I'm feeling it, but I'm still, I'm able to be in good spirits. And it was that first night, especially, it was like something out of a damn storybook, Drew. <laughs> like something out of these books that we read where you the, like the, the stranger wanders into this little town where everybody knows each other. There's one mm -hmm. inn 
And I do mean in, there's one in yep. that serves as the common room for the entire town. And the stranger walks in and, you know, it's like a Western movie where you, you walk in the door and everybody stops and looks and like, what the heck? Yeah. Where yeah. It, it was this little town that nobody knows about. Like Germans don't even go there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this American walks in and, uh, and it was, it was lovely. There was, uh, one waitress and one patron who spoke English uh, in this kind of common room of probably like 40 people, uh, everybody kind of hanging out. And uh, it, it was it was amazing. So I'm talking to everybody kind of through these translators and we're all laughing and drinking and having a good time. Of course, Ryan is like sweating and crying. Yeah, <laughs> Poor <yeah>. guys. <laughs> I felt so bad. Feet bleeding in his shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I felt really bad. Now, I, I think I, even he had a little bit of a good time down there in that restaurant area um, before he <laughs> called it quits for the night. Yeah. But anyway, um, it was, yeah, I, I thought when, you know, you read something like that in the Wheel of Time and you're like, you're like, oh, this, yeah, I could see how this would echo something from the real world. And, but it's, hey, it's, you know, it's a fantasy book and it's just a trope. It's like the in yeah. trope that I love so much. Uh, but that's, that's not real. It is real, Drew. Yeah, it is real. This is a thing. For sure. Anyway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, so that I, I did that, like I said, five days of walking. Um, so that meant four different nights at uh at in different towns some of them were like, i went to ingolstadt which is where the audi yeah. factory is that that's not a tiny town yeah yeah that's, um, a, that's a city yeah that's a city it's like a hundred thousand people so um but anyway but every every town i went to i found a little common room in area to go mingle with the folks and and it was an absolute blast I think yeah, that's the awesome. walk was even better than Oktoberfest, honestly. <laughs> and I loved Oktoberfest. Yeah, so. oh, I, I've never been, but that is definitely on my list. You know, I was just telling Sarah this afternoon. Um, she, we were talking about the trip and and how I got sick afterwards, and you know, like it's, <laughs> uh, it, I've definitely been paying the price for all this. But um, I said, I came to a realization this morning as I've been thinking back on Oktoberfest specifically and the tents and the crowds and the singing and the dancing and all that. At no point have I ever thought about that as the last time I would do it. Um, oh. I am oh, that's definitely fun. going back. Nice. So, yeah. You know how, yeah, sometimes there are those things where you just kind of figure, oh, that that was fun, but one and done. And that has never crossed my mind. Right, right. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, that's so, good. I, I know you've been talking about doing that trip for like over a year now. Mm -hmm. I I considered, uh, you know, before I had the, uh, the, the, the layoff this summer, I was considering you know, Lauren and me flying out there and meeting you for Oktoberfest, but yeah, uh, was not. But also, I, at, at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> I've traveled so much this year, and I have more travel yet to do. Uh, so maybe it was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking done with travel, man. I am so done this year. I've done way too much of it. So, yeah. um, we have uh, Dragon Seal coming up in November, which you have to travel for. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yep. Um. And then 
uh, I think the next thing after that, the next big thing after that is actually the legendarium meetup. So, right. Uh, February uh, next year, February. Yeah. February 24th. So again, one of those things where if you're listening to this, if you've made it through this much of this conversation, it's because you care you person listening to me right now, you should consider coming out to Salt Lake city, February 24th. Um, and, and, uh, doing the legendarium 10th anniversary meetup. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I yeah. can promise you that we have, I am uh, certainly hoping to make it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you don't have a choice. I am, I am forbidding yeah. you from not coming. Uh, I mean, I'm right next door, so. Exactly. It's like a, what, what, like six and a half hour six drive. Six hour drive, I, yeah. yeah. But, Put pedal down, get over here. Um, right. Cruise through Wyoming. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, it's been a very, very, very busy year. But, Drew, I'll tell you this, being out on so many walks, has given me a lot of audiobook time. Yeah. Um, where, you know, usually it's, uh, I try to split between audiobooks and, and Kindle and actual physical books. I've had a lot of audiobook time lately. Uh, and I'll tell you what I've been reading, but I'm curious, what have you been up to lately? What's been on your, uh, your bedside table? Uh, two things. Um, probably going to make a lot of uh, legendarium listeners uh, envious, but okay. Stormlight Five. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I am uh, deep in the beta read of that. Uh, as uh, it's it's been an interesting beta read because you know if if you follow Brandon Sanderson's website, he's not finished writing the first draft of the book yet. Uh, <laughs> he's trying because, to stay ahead of you guys. But because deadlines are so crazy, and he's such a you know a cash cow for tour, uh, he is doing the beta read differently and we're, we're getting like chunks of the book at a time. Uh, some of them have gone through revisions. Some of them have not, as I understand it. Um, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a very different kind of beta read this time around. And so that's been an experience. To be honest, it sounds like a mess. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I have, so for those who don't know, just, uh, I, I don't think I'm talking out of, school here um but a little peek behind the curtain there's there are beta readers that do what's called the full beta uh and then there are flash beta readers and i'm yeah. a flash beta reader and i've always liked that job more than what you do as a full beta and this time it's like you know times 10 i'm so glad i'm a flash beta because of what you're talking about it just yeah. sounds like a, a bit of a cluster yeah the, um, the flash betas will get the whole book in one go when Brandon finishes that probably in December, December or, or yeah. January. Um, and, and so, yeah, you'll, you'll get to just read the book. I mean, like I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting like these chunks, like it, it, you never know what the, what the next bit is going to be. So, right. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's, it's for me, it's, uh, it's hard to keep track. Like I did the beta for uh, the lost metal, the flash beta, I should say mm -hmm. for the lost metal. And it's, I, I just, I don't have the same kind of attention to detail that I did when I was younger, where I mm -hmm. could retain really specific and minute details. And so when the, when the actual book came out, I was like, okay, wait, what changed? You know, everybody's, yeah. all the betas are talking about these mm -hmm. massive changes. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of remember that being a little different, but I, I didn't really know. Um, 
where I can't imagine doing what you're doing with the full beta right now, where he's like, oh yeah, this scene, uh, maybe it'll be in the book. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'll give this characteristic to somebody else. Who knows? We're going to do massive revisions. Have fun. And yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I mean, there's, there's a reason why, you know, a lot of the beta readers got the job in large part because they were really active in the fandom and, you know, conversation starters and theorists and things like that. Yeah. And a lot of them now have taken a big step back. I know I myself barely participate in forum theory discussions and things in part because of that. Like you don't want to inadvertently say the wrong thing because you forgot yeah. some plot point got changed. And, and then you're like, Oh, I just broke my NDA. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> not that they would like come down on you with the weight of the law for, for a, an honest mistake like that. But, but, like, but still, you know, yeah. And, uh, and then also there's the aspect of like, by the time those conversations are happening in the fandom, I've already had those conversations with the other beta readers for like a year and a half. <laughs> so right. Exactly. It's yeah. Um, and uh, but, what else are you reading? Anything else going on for you? I am. So I am reading a short story uh, collection, uh, The Best of Glenn Cook. Oh, boy. I bought this book. I think it came out in like 2018. And I bought it hardcover the day it came out and never did they, opened it did up. They, did they market I'm curious how they marketed the Best of Glenn Cook short story collection. Did it actually put... Um, for Drew McCaffrey on the spine or was it just on the back cover or what? Yeah, well, so it's interesting because I had never, I shouldn't say never, I had only a very slim experience with Glenn Cook's short fiction before this book. Yeah. I'd read several of his Black Company short stories, you know, Black Company being my favorite series of his. And honestly, like, they were fine. They weren't great. Um there was only like one of them that I thought was particularly notable. And, and then this anthology comes out and the big sell was a new black company short story, isn't it? And, mm, oh, okay. Yeah. And I still haven't read that. Like the, the way they have it set up is, you know, the, the most popular stuff is at the back of the book. Um, I think there are four black company stories in it and I haven't read any of these four, but I've been slowly making my way through the book, you know, a short story a day kind of thing. And there are 18 stories. So it's been a couple of weeks now. And yeah. I have been blown away by the quality of some of these, like stories he wrote in like the seventies and eighties, the the time when I usually think of Glenn Cook as like, that's the raw Glenn Cook before he really found his voice really got like his, his uh, book structures in order, um, things were jarring and, and sometimes weren't fully explained. Yeah. That style works so freaking well in short fiction where it didn't in novel length stuff. In the, yeah, and in the full I'm almost stuff. like not even that excited to read the Black Company stories. I want more of like the Dread Empire stories and the Starfisher stories because they've been so good. Hmm. Well, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's, so, that sounds and, pretty cool. Um, although I am excited I, for, there's one Garrett PI short story in this and, and I am looking forward to that. Oh, nice. Yeah. You've talked big about Garrett PI saying it's really fun. Yeah. Um, I have been, I, I think some people know, I can't remember. I might've just mentioned it on the live streams. I don't remember if I've mentioned it elsewhere, 
I've been reading the wheel of time. Well, listening to the wheel of time and what a freaking pleasure drew. What a pleasure. Now, uh, for those like on Patreon, patrons know that I'm doing these uh, patron-only episodes with Todd. Yeah, where Todd is doing his first read-through, and so we've done two or three recordings for that. I think another one is coming out actually I, either this week or next week. I'll I'll have to double check. Uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/Legendarium. Um, anyway, hey, but that's Todd's thing. He's going through them and, and he actually just messaged us on, uh, on our text thread and said he just finished book six. So I think we need to do another episode. Um, but that's, again, that's Todd's thing. He's moving at his own breakneck pace. I am taking a much more easy pace. I'm in the middle of book three right now. And I've been going for like two months, maybe something like that, where, I have been, uh, this is just for me. I'm just reading this for me. I'm not doing any episodes on it. I'm not like creating more YouTube content out of it. I'm not, uh, you know, at least not planning on it, right? That's not why I'm doing this. And it's been such a pleasure. I cannot even tell you what a pleasure it's been to read for just for myself. Yeah. Uh, that was such a big part of why I put Inking Out Loud on hiatus. It was like, yeah. I, I found myself in a place where I wasn't doing that and I was not enjoying reading. And once yeah. I made that choice, I, I shuddered Inking Out Loud temporarily <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I just read whatever the heck I wanted at whatever pace I wanted. And I was like, man, I love this. <laughs> yeah. It's such a different experience. Um, and that being said, reading for the podcast is not like, (laughs) I don't mean to make it sound like, oh, woe is me. Oh, no. You know, that's not it. It's just, it does provide a different dynamic when you're reading something, knowing that you're going to need to talk about it, especially like if I'm doing an author shelf, uh, Drew, so help me. I later this week, (laughs) I have to record an episode on Beowulf, uh, an author's shelf episode on Beowulf. I love Beowulf. It's great. I, I read it in college. Um, you know, obviously, as a Tolkien fan, I'm like legally obligated to be familiar yeah. with Beowulf. Um, but it's a different experience when you're reading it going, not only do I need to have something to say, but I need to be able to converse on this subject with somebody who is presumably a subject matter expert. Um, yeah. And is going to have a lot of interesting things to say. And, and I'm going to need to keep up with them. Like it's, it's just different. So anyway, so I go dip into the wheel of time and just say, you know what, I'm going to go back to something that I know makes me happy. And, and Lord does it. It does. It makes me so happy. I really enjoy the wheel of time. It's, it's such a popular classic series for a reason. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. I, at the same time, I also, let's see, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to run through like, what am I, what am I reading right now? Um, I also, people know I like to do nonfiction. I like to work a nonfiction book in there every two or three fiction books that I do um, for various reasons. But right now I'm reading something by Nigel Bigger and it's called, uh, it's called Colonialism, A Moral Reckoning. And it is fascinating um Ooh, interesting. he he takes on uh he's a, a, a british 
um, historian, scholar, whatever. Um, and so he is specifically taking on, especially the British empire. Um, and he goes kind of not, not chronologically per se, but subject by subject through what colonialism meant in the British context for the last, you know, uh, three, four, 500 years. Um, you know, so he talks about trade, he talks about slavery, he talks about, you know, this and that and the other. Um, and it's, and so the idea behind the book is, um, you know, you, you can go to any given, you know, freshman poli sci course and the word colonialism has its connotations, right? Yeah. And his point is we're going to talk about all that, but there's also a whole lot of nuance and context and, and, and even outright positives that can and should be brought up when you're talking about X or Y subject, when it relates to colonialism, British colonialism. Anyway. So, so really interesting. My favorite, um, (laughs) my favorite anecdote, and you can, I I don't present this as an unalloyed good, (laughs) but it is one of those things where it's like, okay, well, um, this isn't the freshman version of this. And it's, um, I, I can't remember the name of the, the British general in India who put a stop to the practice of sati. Uh, it's widow oh, yes. burning. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, the locals come to him and say, you can't stop us from doing this. We have, it's a, it's a custom. We have our custom of, of, you know, widow burning when a man dies, his widow I, voluntarily or involuntarily is yeah. uh, also killed. Um, and he says, yes, you do have your customs. And where I come from, we have a custom of hanging men who burn widows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kind of saying like, like turning the tables on them. Yeah. Like, great yeah. little, great little moments like that, where there, there are lots of, uh, that that's hardly the most nuanced story in this uh, book, but it's been sure. really interesting yeah. to go through it. Um, it's, it's I funny love you bring that like up because that. that that's actually, um, Speaking of Glenn Cook, uh, later on in the Black Company, there there is an area the company moves through uh, that is based strongly on India and, and Pakistan. Mm. And they encounter that same thing where there's a big battle and a lot of men die and they're heading back. Mm. And the leaders of the Black Company see all these women building pyres and throwing themselves in them. They're like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. And like, they're like, Hey, it's our custom. Yeah. 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 I, I would be shocked if he didn't have exactly that particular anecdote in mind. Uh, yeah. When yeah. he wrote that. That's funny. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on my bookshelf at the moment. Um, I think the, the only other thing, it, the only other thing is yes. the only other thing drew. So, Let's, you know what, let's back into that. The other thing on my, uh, <laughs> on my nightstand. Well, I sh- Redwall. We're doing one more Redwall book. Um, okay. Matt for anybody who wants to follow along. We're about to publish Moss Flower, and then we'll do Matt But those hardly count. They're such easy reads. Um, <laughs> Drew. The opposite. You of mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, Inking Out Loud was on a hiatus. Um, yes. That hiatus is coming to an end. It is at at long last. It's been just about eight months, but on Sunday, October first, just a couple of days from now, we will be going live again. Uh, there's the, 
there's been a lot of work that's gone into this. Uh, there are going to be some changes, uh, a little bit of a rebrand. Uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash inkingoutloud. Uh, <laughs> our Patreon is being restructured. Um, we're changing up the benefits, adding a few new things in. Um, we are... I, I haven't fully, like committed to this but most likely episodes aren't going to be every week anymore uh because all of this came about because i just burned out running the entire thing by myself after my co-host rob left to go Mm. fix fighter jets and cargo planes for the royal canadian air force uh and and so i i want to make sure that i enjoy inking out loud but also i want to make sure that i'm you know giving people their you know their worth and uh and and so it may not be every week, but it'll probably be more often than every other week. Yeah. Uh, Call it three times know. a month. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be somewhere around that. And, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to keep writing short fiction for Patreon. We're going to keep doing bonus episodes. We're going to keep doing fun collaborations like. Well, like for instance, <laughs> uh, the acts of Cain, the acts of Cain. So Drew, was it last summer? I want to say it was last summer that we did Heroes Die. Um, this was yes, an author's with shelf episode with Scott Lynch. So yeah, that's right. I um, uh, emailed Scott Lynch and said, hey, he was he had been a patron for a, a, quite a long time, actually. Um, was very generous. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, he was, a, he was a patron of ours. And I finally was like, you know what? This is dumb. Why haven't we had him on the show yet? <laughs> so I emailed him and said... You know, hey, let's do an author shelf episode. What do you want to read? And he chose Heroes Die. And when he did that, I, I'm, I'm not kidding <laughs> when I say my first thought. My first thought wasn't, oh, cool, Scott Lynch agreed to do an episode. My first thought was Heroes Die. Oh, man, Drew's going to be thrilled. Yeah. So I called <laughs> you up and said, Drew, we're doing Heroes Die. You're coming on the show. You don't have a choice. Scott Lynch is coming on. So we did a, a an author shelf episode. And that was a year, year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah, like uh, June, I, maybe June maybe of last more? year, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. Time is a flat circle. Um, and <laughs> it and it was a ton of fun. I loved the book. I loved the episode. And you kept bugging me. You kept poking me, dude. You got Acts of Cain. <laughs> Acts of Cain. Didn't you like that first book? Acts of Cain. And so we are, in fact, doing the acts of Cain, you and I. Uh, no author guests, no other panelists. It's you and I doing this. And so that's the other thing on my, on my nightstand right now. We're on book two. As, as we record this, we're on book two. Um, and, and you can burn in hell as far as I'm concerned for making me read book two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's so good though. It is, yeah, like the literal opposite of Redwall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that is exactly right. Um, there, there anyway. are no happy forest creatures eating delightful <laughs> feasts. <laughs> there probably are. They're just being crushed under the foot of all these other characters <laughs> that we're actually reading about. Um, okay, so. I'm I'm reading this, but it's not just for inking out loud. This is a, a true Correct. collaboration that you and I are doing. Uh, and so for those who want to follow along, who are interested in this, this is going to be a split series between the Legendarium and inking out loud. I want to say the first episode will be here on the Legendarium. Uh, is that right? I think 
I, I think, think that's so. Right. I think that's right. Um, so the, the what we're going to do is two episodes per book. It's a four book series, uh, two episodes per book, and we're alternating. So the first, it will kind of like leapfrog. The first episode was on the Legendarium. Then the second episode of that first book is on Inking Out Loud. And then and in the book two, flip that. Book. Yeah. 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 Et cetera, et cetera. Now here's the deal. You can, so you can listen to all of these episodes. Um, if you subscribe to both pod podcasts, mm -hmm. if you are a patron of either podcast, you will get all of those episodes in one place on that Patreon feed. Yes. Um, so we're going to share those episodes uh, back and forth between the two of us so that we can both post them in one location. Well, I guess yep. technically two, but you know what I mean? Um, with yeah, one yeah, exception, yeah. Drew, there is one episode that will not appear anywhere but on Patreon. Yes. So book two has a chapter zero, which is uh, like a novelette. Um, and we did a special episode just on chapter zero uh, that will appear on both Patreon feeds. And that's it. It's not going on either of our regular podcast and, feeds. And, so. An episode that was supposed to be like a quick 20, 25 minute thing and turned into more like an hour. <laughs> Hour and a half, I think it was. Yeah, there's so much to talk about in that it's, chapter zero. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, so, yeah. so I, for those, I, I know that the Venn diagram of our listenership is already pretty circular. Um, <laughs> but I do want to, first of all, encourage anybody who hasn't yet done so to check out Inking Out Loud. It's like a it it's a different flavor of what we do. It's it's pretty similar, just from a slightly different viewpoint, different perspective. You are take a, a bit more of a writerly stance, um, and I take more of a readerly stance, so to speak. Yes. Um, and so so if you haven't checked out Inking Out Loud, definitely definitely do so. Um, and also just wanted this to serve as a reminder for those of you who have enjoyed Inking Out Loud in the past. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe fell off with the hiatus, it's time to jump back on the wagon. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drew, are I'm you, excited. you're looking forward to it? I assume. I am, you know, uh, it, it took me a few months after, uh, shutting things down before I felt ready to sit down and, and read a book and record a podcast on it. But yeah. Over the course of the summer, I've been, you know, the excitement's been building. I'm looking forward to the changes. I think it's going to be a, a better show, a more streamlined kind of ship. Mm. Uh, I'm excited for the Patreon changes in particular. It's going to both, I think, be easier on me and provide more benefits for our patrons. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be a, you know, a very literature-filled fall. <laughs> yeah. Ain't it always right? That's what that's what falling leaves and cozy fires and hot oh. coffee is for, right? Is uh, books. So yeah, light a uh, Frostbeard Studios candle and there you go. Open a a, a warming beverage and Do you know I uh, I reached out to Frostbeard at one point. This would have been like three years ago, probably four years ago, maybe. And I was like, hey, uh, here's like a fact sheet about our show. You should really be a sponsor here. And they said no. <laughs> and I was going to give them a great deal. I was like, I was, I was like whoring us out for pennies on the dollar. Like you yeah, should yeah. definitely advertise on our show. And then they didn't do it. So 
Uh, look, look at us giving them free advertising anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, shoot. Oh, no, I was going to talk about um, the hiatus. I, I actually wanted to kind of ask you about that. If you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit, you you mentioned just not not enjoying things the way that you once did. I, I'm curious, one content creator to another, how that went and what your mindset was and what drove you to say, you know what, isn't enough is enough. I need to take a break. Yeah, like I, I never, ever wanted to do that. Uh, I, I, I was definitely worried when Rob left. So he, he left thinking out loud. Uh, I think it was like last September, just about mm-hmm. a year ago. And, and I was like, wow, like there's going to be a lot on my plate now. Like I was already doing, I would say the bulk of the work, but I wasn't doing all of the work and having to carry all that load. I was like, you know, I'll, I'll get through it though. You know, I have plenty of people who, you know, will come on and be guests or co-hosts or whatever with me. Uh, obviously Lauren, my wife has been incredible throughout all of it. Jared did a bunch mm. of episodes. Um, I had some 17th shard people come on and, and be guests for Brandon Sanderson books, stuff like that. Uh, but I made the mistake of the very first series we covered was one that I deeply disliked. And, <laughs> which, and which uh, one? Uh, Lycanius by James Islington. <laughs> oh, you just I got made some enemies. The second book. Yeah, I got through the second book. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, <laughs> but but then I had kind of like a, a little resurgence because it was exciting times in, in Brandon Sanderson's world. Uh, the Lost Metal was coming out and right. we did Mistborn Era 2 and and then we got to do uh, Tress of the Emerald Sea for uh, January with the start of the year of Sanderson. And I had a whole thing planned for the year of Sanderson and, and all that. And then we we got into Senlin Ascends and the Books of Babel. Uh, Lauren and I were doing them together and I was really enjoying the series but the act of sitting down and recording a podcast became more and more arduous. Sitting down to do something as simple as typing up an intro for an episode. I was like, hmm. just, it was like pulling teeth. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I said, you know what? We were, we have a delayed vacation, uh, a delayed anniversary vacation. We're going to Hawaii for a week in February. I'll take a break while we're there. And then I'll come back and, and be a little rejuvenated and continue. And a couple of days before we were heading back, I, I was sitting there with my laptop typing up, you know, getting ready to edit another episode. And I realized I'm like, you know what? This sucks. Like <laughs> I'm getting zero enjoyment out of this. Yeah. Like this is, this is not my job. I, I don't make money off of it. Our, our Patreon, you know, I've been very open about how like, we, we use that to pay for our expenses and to pay mm. our artist. And yep. like, like I'm not trying to like become a millionaire off, off of thinking out loud. Like I'm doing this because I love reading and talking about and, and, and breaking down the way books are written. Yeah. And I didn't love it anymore. I didn't even like it anymore. And, uh, and, and I kind of had to make that decision after going every single week for four years to say, you know what, I got to step away. And, and, and even, even after making that choice, it was like a solid two months before I picked up another book to read just for fun. Just like literally just took a break from reading 
yeah qua reading yeah that's amazing knowing you the way i know you that's um it's like it's like knowing wayne gretzky in his prime and he just says (laughs) you know what i'm tired of hockey sticks i'm just gonna put this down and not pick it up for two months yeah it's the longest (laughs) i've gone without reading a book since i was probably like seven years old Mm. yeah and yeah so it's weird but but i needed to do it you know if you it's something that um it there are i think a lot of our listeners who would understand this sentiment and some maybe who wouldn't and so you know i'll go ahead and spell it out if you broke down the number of tasks required to get an episode to you each task like if you had a bullet list of all the tasks not one of those tasks is terribly difficult let alone insurmountable <laughs> like these are it's yeah you know you're talking about things like okay read a book all right uh have a conversation now uh, edit the edit that conversation you know and somebody who doesn't know audio editing yeah, okay maybe that sounds complex once you get to know it it's not that bad right it just takes a little time yeah um anyway okay so you edit the conversation all right well now you uh you need to upload that to whatever service you use to distribute. Okay, well, now they need artwork for that episode. Okay, all right, so artwork. Oh, now I need to write a description for it. Okay, uh-huh, no problem. Yep. Uh, now I need to, uh, like, uh, publicize it, make sure, you know, everybody knows about it. Okay, oh, and in the case of The Legendarium, now I do simultaneous releases on YouTube, so double a lot of that. Um, yeah. Where, you know, you, you bullet this all out, and not one of those is technically difficult but you add it all together and in the case of the legendarium do that 441 times this is 442 (laughs) and pretty soon it's like you were saying you you just you're staring at your computer screen like it's like a like a waitress in a diner if i have to pour one more cup of coffee yeah exactly (laughs) like pouring coffee pouring coffee not difficult Pouring your 445th cup of coffee that day, like it gets old, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, and so the reason I bring that up is uh, not not for like a pity fest or anything, just to, so that people understand that um, when we burn out as content creators, and it it's almost inevitable. You are like yeah. ask Daniel Green, right? It's going to right. happen. Um, <laughs> don't even get me started on that guy's daily routine. Wow. Um, yeah. Anybody who the isn't a patron drive. of his and watches him regularly, shame on you. Um, it, anyway, it, it's just so that people understand, like it's, it, there's a lot more that goes into it than just like pushing a couple buttons and sending you the audio. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty involved <laughs> and, and, and burnout is real. I, the summer of 2020, especially kind of the whole year of 2020, um, it would, that was the pandemic year. Of course, I was not in a great place mentally, like, you know, my, my mental health. I don't think it was primarily the pandemic. I'm sure that didn't help, but I think there were some <laughs> other things going on at the time. Um, and if it had just been me, you know, if I, if I had had a Rob who had gone and joined the, the Canadian Royal <laughs> Air Force, you know, if it had just been me. I guarantee the show would have had to take a hiatus because if you don't love it, 
it shows, right? If you're not yeah. really engaged, the product isn't very good. And I know, I know that there are, <laughs> there are several episodes in our archive where when I listen back to it, I'm like, oh boy, you shouldn't have even bothered, dude. <laughs> like it shows. Um, anyway, so luckily I had uh, the blue team at the time doing a lot of uh, Dresden and um, yeah, yeah. and uh, what's the other one? The Expanse in, in 2020. So they carried a lot of weight for me and thank goodness because I, I my heart just wasn't in it in 2020. So been there, get it. It's uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I I did what I needed to do. Took some time, and uh, I'm actually rejuvenated and enjoying reading, you know, new things and old things and talking about them. Yeah, so. yeah, you know, I've had a a bit of a rejuvenation myself, not just with Wheel of Time, but actually, um, I, I I sometime in the last year or so, I finally bought the Blu-ray version of the Lord of the Rings extended versions. Oh, um, you know, I had the DVDs since the day they came out. Um, and, but I hadn't watched the, uh, special features in what year is it? 2023. So like 15, 20 years, maybe 20 years. I hadn't right. really watched those uh, special features behind the scenes. And, I was like, you know what? I need to do something for myself. I, you know, this is like last week. Oh, that's right. I had just gotten really, really sick after I'd gotten home. Yeah. And I was like, I need to, I need something that's going to make me happy, whatever. So I put those on and uh, it's so rejuvenating. And it kind of makes me think, I, I don't know that this will, I don't know that it'll be this stark, but it made me think, I, you know, I need to do a lot more Tolkien stuff on this podcast <laughs> first of all it's called the legendarium yeah i was about to say <laughs> <laughs> uh but also it just i like listeners know i'm not todd i'm not prone to tears uh often yeah <laughs> uh it, it it's not a macho thing it's just not how i generally express emotion right. you know etc cetera, etc cetera. um <laughs> but i'm watching these uh these special features and you get to the end of like the, the fellowship of the ring. So the end of the special features, they're talking about like these premieres, they're all going to the London premiere, the New Zealand premiere, oh. the LA premiere. Right. And their experiences with that. And so this was on the DVD that would have been filmed and released in like early to mid 2002. Yeah. Um, and so they hadn't even released all three films yet, right? These actors and producers and, and artists and whatnot, they're all talking about working on this film and finishing it and putting it out to the world and, and saying, um, like, I just, like, we're really proud of what we've created and we just hope that the world sees it and that they can appreciate it. And I'm bawling. I'm losing my mind on the couch. I'm like, you guys I have no idea. Oh, you, you sweet Liv Tyler. Oh, you don't understand. <laughs> um, anyway, so that, uh, that was kind of like my rejuvenating moment where I'm like, oh, no, there is this thing that I kind of, I tend to drift away from it on the podcast a lot and we go do other things. I just, I need to, not do exclusively, but a lot more Tolkien stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it would it would make me happy, which would make for a better product, which will make for happier listeners, too. So Exactly. 
Exactly. Anyway, Drew, yeah. uh, this isn't inking out loud, so there's no final draft, but are you drinking anything tonight? Uh, I'm drinking water because I have a hockey game in uh, two and a half hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Lame. You, you can, yeah. if this isn't beer I league, a, I take it. Uh, it well, it's, I mean, you could call it beer league. We don't typically drink after the game or before the game, <laughs> but I know a lot of teams do. Uh, <laughs> that's why you win uh, but I will say last night I was doing a lot of beta reading and I opened a, a very delightful uh, double oaked cognac barley wine from Verboten Brewing in Loveland, Colorado uh, which I have brought on to Inking Out Loud before it's grow old with you oh nice that's it. it's, uh, I'm first of all touched and uh, no I won't leave my wife for you um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, I decided to crack open because uh, we've been talking about my Germany trip. I cracked open this uh, Adler Koenig. Um, it's called an Urtip Hell, and I just looked it up. Urtip means uh, like original, I think, um, and Hell meaning light in German. Yeah. So like original light lager, and it's it's delicious. I I don't know how original it is. You know, marketing is marketing. But um, but it's very tasty. I was uh, able to I, I in the airport spotted a few beers that I was able to take through the uh, uh, what what do you call it the duty free duty free yeah so and and I also snuck Good through call. sorry sorry um, uh, what what do you call them the authorities in the oh, US oh the oh yeah the like the customs TSA um, <laughs> sorry yeah, TSA, TSA. but. But I, I definitely brought home some apple brandy. I snuck it in on my bag. Oh, I am, uh, I am looking forward to tasting that in a, yeah. a month or two. <laughs> that was one of those ones where I, I, it was one of those random inns that I stopped at where they made their own spirits in house. Yeah. In this, in the town, I'm telling you, Drew, the town I was in, fifteen houses, maybe. That's how small it was. But they had one in in the middle of town and they had a few stills and they had like all the awards that they had won. Like, you know, this, this was the best apple brandy in Germany in 2019 or something like that. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'm taking some of that home. So nice. Anyway, uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to a lot of these things. Drew, inking out loud, October 1st. Yes, sir. Episode 204. We're so, going back to the books of Babel. There you go. Everybody go uh, make sure you're signed up. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash inking out loud. Uh, you yes, can sir. also do Patreon.com slash legendarium. I, I don't think there's a the on that one. Should, should um, do that anyway. as well. <laughs> so everybody, thanks for listening to our little potpourri episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Drew, thanks for coming on last minute and hanging out for a bit. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll see you for the next Axe of Cain, you son of a... <laughs> oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs>